Blog Talk Radio. It's about that time. This is the wrong song. I don't know why it does this. This is the song that we start with. Let's get it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? Apologize for the dead air. This is the Next Chapter Radio. Welcome to the Next Chapter, where we will always be diving into open and in-depth conversations about dreams, determination, and dedication, and the journey taken to realize them, focusing on transitioning from one level to another and recognizing when and how to move to the next chapter. And you are here. With your two hosts, I'm A-Town. And I am Gypsy and, Soul. And yes, 
And this is the next level. We have to give the disclaimer. Uh, this is ignorant intelligence. So the fact that we do pride ourselves on being intellectuals, we have no problems with diving into the sea of ignorance every now and then just to get wet. So now what I'm saying is we about to go there. So, 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 so. So last week we talked about the company you keep and how it affects you and whether or not you had to have a specific type of people around you to get where you needed to go in the next chapter of your life. And we had varying answers. Oh, yeah, also, we don't promise answers. We promise input. And then you take what we say or don't say. You try it on if it fits. You wear it. If it don't, you put it back, just like you would if you was trying on clothes. So some things we're going to say will fit you. Some of them are not going to fit you. If they don't fit, like I said, don't be that person in the pair of pants or the shirt that's two sizes too small and the buttons look like they, you know, they, they on the Amistad talking about give us free. So, no, we don't do that. We, <laughs> we are honest about what we do. We are honest about when we're doing it. So, again, if it don't fit, don't wear it. If it does fit, wear it. Pimp it out. Pimp it out. Deck it out. Whatever you do, out. And then we're going to keep it moving. So with that, man, oh, you know, let's first, we didn't even check in. What's up, Jesse? How was your week? My week was incredibly. That's French. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was, uh. Okay. That was, I don't know French, but I'll take your word that that was some version I, I of it. I don't know French either. I don't, I don't know French either, <laughs> but, you know, that just sounds like, you know. I got my French. I got my French lessons from Preppy Le Pew. So you know, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! All righty. Started early. <laughs> so what was incredible? Uh, incredible. Whatever you said, incredible about it. Break it down. Let um, it be broke. It was just you know, you know, uh, very little stress, very little uh, worry, very little concern. About a lot of the other stuff that you know people that you know you usually tend to uh, let get you down, and it wasn't mm-hmm. like a you know f this I ain't doing shit. It was just one of those things of yeah well it's gonna it's gonna be what it's gonna be whatever you know God provides and I'm out <laughs> you know just the whole outlook on things which really made things less stressful less worrisome you know you got I got chance to uh let my hair down a little bit really uh dive into some things i've been you know looking into on a personal level you know it's all right you know you know so it sounds like you had somewhat of a revealing and rejuvenate rejuvenative uh type of week going on yeah rejuvenating but that's yeah. a good thing. Right. Incredibly. That, that, is, <laughs> that is, yeah, whatever you said. Incredible. <laughs> incredible. There we go. <laughs> yes, his was incredible. Um, And, okay, so, 
for me, it was you? it was stress. It was it was a conglomeration of all things. But I will say this: the overall overall mood, the overall feeling, the overall takeaway is freedom. So it was very freeing. Very, 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 and may I say again, very freeing. So um so yeah man, it was it was one of those things where I was like, yeah, I could dig this. I like it. I'm gonna do more of it. So to, to sum it up, um Last week was the last week at my job. I quit. Um, I have no specific financial plans. I just know that I was tired of working for people. And even though I was doing therapy and I'm working in a place, I didn't feel like I was fully being utilized. I didn't feel like that's where I needed to be. And so last week, you know, it was putting things together so I could leave. And some of them, two ain't together. I got to this Friday to do it. But I really start focusing on things that mean something to me. So things that I worked on last last week. Um I bought a website for my um a book that I've had I've had written for like over what six years. And I've just had it sitting and I've never done anything about it because I'm like, when the time is right, I'm gonna do it. And I didn't. So I'm just like, so I got a website for that. I got I got the final cover for it, so um, I'm about to do the final edit, and then I'm going to put the book out. And then, you know, I worked on the Relationship Cookbook. That is going to be coming out really soon. Uh-oh, we got somebody in the house. Uh, who who might this be? Hey, guys, this is Phyllis. How you doing? Oh, no, that's what you supposed to, what's your name? My name is Dr. No. Phil. No, I'm just kidding. There we no, go. There we go. Okay. <laughs> so we call her Dr. Phil. So I was catching up on my week. So, you know, I did the relationship cookbook. I'm almost done with that website. And for all those saying, hey, he does websites, don't call me. I do my sites very simple. I don't put a whole lot of bells and whistles on them. It's just simple. You know, it's a platform where you can do a chat. You can come in and listen and stuff. Um, I mean, um, read material, get some questions answered, that kind of stuff. So things I'm going to have on the new site are relationship top tens. And so once a month, I'm going to have a top ten list, and then, you know, we can get into a discussion about it. Then I have Ask Anthony, so I'm going to let you email me questions about life and relationships, and I'm going to answer them. And then, you know, I just have about the book. We're going to be selling the book. So, yeah, I, I, I re-edited the, um, my poetry anthology I'm about to get some more CDs printed, and then I have two more books, Jesus Wept, and then another one, um, what's the other one called? Oh, yeah, called Kissing Joy, Sermons of a Misanthrope, Imagining Trusting His Heart Again. And that's a book of romantic poetry from all perspectives. So this is what I've been doing, and it's like this is what I love to do. And the main thing that I'm going to be doing when I get settled is doing my one-man play and finishing that up. So that's what I've been doing. So like I said, it's been stressful. It's been all over. It's been freeing. And so it's different. I don't know if you hear it in my voice. I feel different. I feel good. So last week, like I said, it was one of those things where, you know, I, I, I took the chains off and I'm feeling real good and I'm just about doing me. You know what I'm saying? And it feels good. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. 
Um, Dr. Phil, check in. How was your week? Hello? Did we lose Dr. Phil? Gypsy? Hello? No, I'm, yeah. I'm here. I'm so sorry. I, I hit my mute button. I apologize. Um, but no, my, my weekend was... Well, what was you doing uh, you weren't supposed to? No, I'm joking. Go ahead. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's for me to know and you to find out. Uh-huh. No, but anyway, uh-huh. <laughs> no, just very, very busy. Um, my church was giving away lots and lots of items. Um, we are sponsoring a couple of uh, homeless shelters for both men and women. Um, we had a huge, huge sign up, volunteer sign up at our, at our church um, to volunteer time, uh, community service at some of these uh, shelters, these um, uh, both men and women. We're cooking for them, gathering personal items for them, um, and we still have one more week left uh, to do the giveaways. So if mm-hmm. you're in the area of New Community Bible Church um, and you want a few things to drop off for either shelter, you may do so. We have a bunch of huge white boxes, bins, and we can just drop your stuff off. Um, in the name of love, um, of giving, because um, it is getting close to Christmas season, um, we're also helping out um, women in prison, um, starting a new life for them, Um of course, they're in need of everything. Um, what we're doing is trying to sponsor uh, Christmas uh, for their children because some of them are in prison for a while and unable to give, you know, Christmas to their kids. So uh, we're also doing that. And on top of that, uh, we're getting ready for our next annual uh, expo coming up on December 7th. We're going to have an all-day event Um where it's going to be a bunch of us vendors around, me included. Uh, what city and state are you in? Let people know because people um, I'm listen to this all over the place. Ohio, yes. In so if you're not in Cleveland, don't be trying to come to the shelter unless you got a plane <laughs> ticket. <laughs> right. We want to let you know this is not a local thing. It's Cleveland, Ohio. Yes. Cleveland, Ohio. But if you are in the area and don't have anything to do, we are going to be uh, at the Marriott. I believe, um, in Beachwood, um, making this event happen. So I will tune you in uh, within uh, the next week to let you know the exact location, but we're getting ready for that. So it has been a very, very busy week, so I'm really, really excited. Okay. So that was everybody's week in review. Um, Affirmations. Um, I'll start. I've not been reading the book that I said, but I've been, as you seem, really productive. I, I've gotten, I've been very productive. Now I just got to get focused. So my new thing is going to be affirmation for the next week is going to be focus and to get that going because now I'm doing a lot of stuff. And like I said, I, I'm getting things done, but I got so much that I'm doing, I got to make sure it gets focused so I finish things and not just start things. But yeah. I mean, I'm even messing around with the apartment and putting things up. I got an old turn. I got a turntable, one of them digital ones, where you can play the records and then you can plug it into your computer and turn it into, you know, um, you know, the digital sound, and you still have the crackling on it and stuff. So, um, and I had it. I lost the needle for it. I bought the needle and found out my son likes vinyl. So my son has been playing Thriller. He's been playing um, Superfly, all that kind of stuff on vinyl. So, yeah, that's it. Just to be focused and productive. 
that's it. So, yeah, that's that's what our weeks look like. And that sounds like good. It sounds like everybody had a rejuvenating week. So if you're in Cleveland, Ohio, you can hit up Dr. Phil and the stuff that she's going on, got going on because being homeless is real. For all those who have never been homeless, don't believe the hype. There's a lot of stigma put on people who are homeless. But let me tell you something. They're the working homeless. And I don't mean like the working homeless who can't afford their houses or this, that, and the other. It's like the working homeless who get in, a, get in an argument with your roommate or have something going down with a family member, and all of a sudden you out the joint and you trying to fire, fire, follow, find a place. You know what I'm saying? All that kind of stuff. So understand, understand there's a whole lot going on with that, and give, give all the time. So other than that, any, any, um, any events going on or anything going on in your life that you really did last week, I mean, other than what you reported that was fun or you want people to know about? Let's just get into people's lives, get nosy. Anybody? Y'all, anybody get arrested, do something they weren't supposed to? Be hey, honest. man, I can't, I, can't, I can't speak about those things publicly. <laughs> <laughs> come on, we want to know your dirt. Dr. Phil, come on, what you do? Admit it, we won't tell nobody. Ooh, well, I'm proud of myself because I was able to do a little counseling. Um, I got to tell y'all the, the, the dirty lowdown, the dirty, dirty lowdown about the situation. Okay, make sure it's dirty. Um, <laughs> well, it, it, it's sad in a way. Um, I was actually um, the uh, major of honor of a friend of mine. Um, her wedding was coming up uh, next year to, in 2020, and mm-hmm. everything was good. Everything was good. Uh, beautiful young girl, smart, intelligent, um, sister got class, um, fell in love with this guy, and, yeah, he asked her to marry her. So as time went on and they started getting to know each other, they had just moved in with each other about about four months ago. And the sad thing is they had a big blowout, big blowout. Come to find out, not only did he cheat on her, but he's got a baby on the way by his ex, the one he has two children by. Dun, dun, dun. More drama, right? Yeah. But, um, of course, she's still in love with him because she can't turn her heart off. But my question is, you know, women nowadays have pretty much seen it all. And a lot of women want to be married, but they don't know the extent of being married, if you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I know for a fact she really, really, really loves this man and wants to spend the rest of her life with him, um, whether they have children or not. My only problem with that situation is, and and maybe it's just my opinion, but any time, and it could be male or female, when somebody gets upset, so upset to where they go to the point of cheating, okay, I truly believe that the only reason why she found out because, whoops, there's a baby on the way. But usually that doesn't just start. You know what I'm saying? Why Mm -hmm. is it? Why is it that when they meet somebody, they fall in love, they ask to get married, 
but they still cheat. Why get married if you're going to do all that? That's my thing. So I'm trying to open her eyes to see that, you know, she's still hurt, you know, but she's she's getting better. Um, I don't know if they're going to get through this or not. You know, um, a part of me wants them to, and a part of me wants her to just kick him to the curb and find somebody that's going to treat her like the queen she is, you know. Um, but who am I? You know what I mean? I didn't want to get in the middle of that. But she did ask my advice. And I told her if the love is still there, it's worth working on. Everybody makes mistakes. Nobody expects the result of a child coming out of that. A lot of times you're in the heat of the moment. You might be drinking. Things happen. But you're always going to have that in the back of your mind. Are you going to cheat again? Can I trust him? What should I do? But deep in your heart, you know you're going to go back and sleep with him because you still love him or vice versa. So that's the thing that I I have a problem with, with, with people in general. You're mad, you're hurt, you don't know whether to get married or not, but you still love that person even after they didn't did what they did. So to me, it's like, okay, why talk about it? Why question it? You already know in the back of your mind you're going to be with them, so you might as well put it in the past and go on, move on, okay. you know, past the situation. So let's turn, let's turn this into mm-hmm. something. So we, we always have a hot topic. We have a topic, you know, the topic of the show, <laughs> the topic of the day, and then we have a hot topic. Mm-hmm. So now mm-hmm. it talks, let's talk, a hot topic is today we're going to turn it into infidelity, and staying in the relationship mm-hmm. Because some people look at infidelity And they stay in the relationship Some people, you know They experience infidelity Then they just cheat And then they're like, okay, we even and, Oh, let me break right. it down, I forgot If anybody wants to call in And talk about <laughs> What we're talking about The number is 646-668-2574 This is TNC Radio The Next Chapter Radio <coughs> On the D-Hour Network Again Six four six 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 eight two five seven four. So in this first hour, we're going to talk about infidelity and do we stay in the relationship. And then the main topic for today is how to overcome discouraging people. Last week we talked about the people who surround you, and can the people who surround you affect your trajectory, and can you be positive enough to overcome them? And we had a lot of good input. But now we have to talk about discouraging people because you can't avoid discouraging people. Why? Because just from my perspective, there's too many of them in the world, and you're going to run into them at some time. And I don't mean you're going to surround yourself with them, and they're going to be your boys or be your girls. But I'm saying you're going to come up with something, you're going to be in the midst of doing it, and then some people are going to come along to discourage you. And so what we're going to talk about in the second hour is how to overcome discouragement. When people are putting you down, telling you you can't do it, the atmosphere around you is saying what you're doing is impossible, how do you come over overcome that? But right now, we want to know what you do when you get cheated on. If you've been cheated on and you stayed in a relationship or left a relationship, we want to know. Call us, 646-668-2574. And until you call us, we're going to talk about it. So, Gypsy! You're always first in the hot seat You're in a relationship You're engaged And I know it's different because 
when a woman gets pregnant, then that means you're raising the child. And when with her, he got a woman pregnant and the other woman is raising the child. But let's just put it in perspective to make it equal. Your girl get your fiance gets pregnant and the father of the child is willing to raise the child. So that that's not gonna be a factor, the child being in the house and you having to raise the child. Would you stay in the relationship if your fiance got pregnant or cheated on you before y'all got married and you found out? Well, she she's having she's having a baby and the other guy wants to be the father. Then that's her man. We, no, we, that's, no, that's, no, uh, no. Understand why I'm doing that is because we can't no, make no, the, the situation equal. I, no, no, I'm answering your question. <laughs> okay. Then that's her man. That answers the question Simple (laughs) Okay so she cheats on you And she doesn't get pregnant Do you break off the marriage Um I got four words To just answer that question too Real short Simple to the point and speak louder and into the microphone. Can you hear me now? Yes. I got short, four words, short, sweet answer, okay? I need mm-hmm. an alibi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, as I, as, I, as I always have to say when Gypsy speaks, the, the the views and opinions of Gypsy are not necessarily those of the show, and we would hope that you would not repeat them or carry them out ever. So, there we go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. So, yeah, so, yeah, there, there we go with that one. So, Gypsy, is that, is that, does that mean a no? What? Oh, let 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 and let's be painstakingly clear. Let's be painstakingly clear. That is a mutual sentiment. So you know what I mean. <laughs> that is a oh mutual sentiment with my with with my significant other. So that is not something that is just like oh one way. Oh my lord, he's crazy. No, she's crazier than I am. Cause she's here, you know what I mean. So, yeah, and she's with you, so that means she can't be wrapped too tight. Right, nah. Yeah. Right. So, is 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 so that's a mutual thing. So we we have yeah. an understanding in our relationship, but you know, Hallie, if you're listening, you know, as as always, I'm willing to take a risk. <laughs> Okay. There we go. So we we, we have um we 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 have gypsies and um we we heard Doctor Phil. She you know she said you know to love is there to set and the other you know stay there. It depends on when you can work with them. Um, mine is a little bit more complex, and yeah, it gets kind of convoluted. But I, I I do I tell and and you know being a therapist, well I just quit. So you know now. Um, you know, uh, was a therapist. Um, I'm so do therapy work though. Don't get me wrong. But my thing is, love is necessary, but it's not sufficient. 
you also have to have loyalty, integrity, and honesty. You know, and you also have to have trust. And where there's no trust, there is no relationship. So in the case that she brought up, there's a lot of factors to consider. You know what I'm saying? Um, Me personally, though, you know, um, once you step outside of the relationship and you gave me your word, I then don't trust your word. So at that point, we can't be cool. You know, we can be friends, but we can't be cool like that. Um, if I'm if I'm married, then that's different, because marriage is a different level of commitment, and therefore it has to be dealt with a different level of dedication. And if my partner, I mean my my, my wife at the time, if she was willing to work through that infidelity, and I thought she was serious and I could trust her, then I would stay. Regardless of the situation Now I will say this If she got pregnant It would be more difficult And the reason being is We're just in a day and age Where sex can kill you Let's just be straight up This ain't the days where you go get a shot And walk home and, and you cool So if you're out there having Unprotected sex and then coming having sex with me You are daily putting my life In danger Based on your judgment of who you're sleeping with And though you might trust them I don't And therefore you have violated a bigger trust So that becomes an issue In, in any case of, um, of infidelity Because if you have children That means you are out there impulsive You know raw and exposed And that means you doing that to me And so I have an issue Like this is the days of getting a shot or a pill And you be good in the week I'd have to say my opinion would be a little bit different. But since people's expiring, I got problems. So, yeah, and that's and that's my take. But, you know, it's difficult because, you know, like you said, Dr. Phil, people get caught up in their emotions. I'm not an emotional person on that level. I believe my emotion and my intellect have to make sense together. And if they don't, then they got to break up. And um, whoever is the subject of the matter got to go too. But I do understand, especially – having sat across from people who are in relationships that have that kind of tumultuous back and forth, that for a lot of people is difficult. But we also want to know anybody else think I want to pry into somebody else's lives because we pry into each other's on a regular basis. So somebody call 646-668-2574 and tell us about your dirt. Tell us about some infidelity and how you dealt with it. Now, but let's just overall, let's just give our opinion like, is there an absolute is there an absolute breaking point where some form of infidelity ain't forgivable? Because Dr. Phil, you said even though he has a child, you know, maybe you could work through that. Is there any type of infidelity that no matter what is unforgivable? Absolutely. What? Um and that and now that was her that was her thing. I would have a hard time. Um, seeing my significant other share a child with someone else while he's with me, I would have a real hard time. It's not the child's fault. The child didn't ask to be here. But say, for instance, if I wanted a baby and I couldn't have a baby, and then their one and only night, boom, she's pregnant, I would resent him for that because he knew how much I wanted a child. You see what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it would be so hard 
to have to share him with her because he has to be in that child's life. I would be mad at him if he wasn't in the child's life, but I'm also feeling a little bit deprived or jealous, so to speak, because she has something I don't. And she has a part of my man, which I could never give him. You see what I'm saying? That Mm -hmm. to me would be just a sock in the face, especially if I'm married. Now, I am very, very, very into marriage. I really am. I I, I think it's the most beautiful thing two people could ever do for each other. Um, I think it's sacred, and I honor it. But when he steps out of that circle, that covenant, or she steps out of that circle, I totally agree. That's a whole different level. It, It would really, really take the grace of God for me to stop thinking about it. You know, let alone it'll be hard for me to forget it. You know, I know as a Christian I would have to forgive them, but I will always have that thought in the back of my mind. Something that we shared, something that we have, our bed is sacred. And then you blew it by allowing someone else in our circle. You see what I'm saying? That whole Mm -hmm. trust issue is shot. And it would be really, really hard for me to deal with that being married. Um, We're just going together. It'll be a little bit easier to walk away because I don't have a commitment. But when it gets to that point, it's a no-brainer for me. If you're going to do this now, I don't know if you're going to do it later. I can't deal with you. And I feel the same way. There's too much out there. People are like grab bags. You don't know what you're going to get. A crazy, a bisexual, you don't know what you're going to get. AIDS, syphilis, gonorrhea, they got it all nowadays. And they're giving it away without telling you. You know, you get AIDS, you get gonorrhea, you get syphilis. Here you go. You know what I mean? They're pretty much angry. Because they got a lot of stuff going on and they don't care. They don't care. They felt like, oh, somebody gave it to me. Oh, well, you know, they're just out there. And this stuff don't wash off, like you said, with soap and water. And you can't just get a shot nowadays and expect that stuff to go away. And if you bring it in our bed, you see what I'm saying? That is unforgivable to me, whether we're married or not. If you go that route and then bring that back home, Mm-mm. You might not see the next day, and I'm not. You know what I'm saying? I'm just being yeah. real because that, that's, that's something we, that's, that that's what we're here for. Yeah, that that's something that that is not um, that that don't set right with my spirit. Because if I'm going to give my heart, body, mind, everything to you, except my soul, my soul belongs to God. Then don't go in and I expect you to do the same thing. You know, okay. my money, my time. I don't want to waste it. Okay, so so um, so Gypsy, I got a different question for you because apparently um, any infidelity um, can be fatal and is unforgivable. Is there any type of infidelity you would forgive? Like, in other words, if your 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 wife or your fiance didn't cheat on you, became but became emotionally involved or emitted a sexual attraction, but without having acted on it, she controlled herself. But she says it's not over, but I'm controlling myself. Is is that forgivable? Is there any forgivable infidelity on any level of emotion, attraction, 
or physical act for you. Oh, okay. My mom taught me a real good lesson when I was a kid uh, with Teddy Pendergrass and Billy D. Williams. I huh? heard my mother. Okay. Look, I heard Billy. my mother say. I heard my mother say. Oh, Billy D. Williams. Oh, he is so sexy. Teddy Pendergrass is sexy. Now, she, it was an attraction. There was, you know, something in her mind, and she looked and saw and expressed something that she liked. And me being a child, I said, oh, my God, that is just totally disgusting. I don't ever want to hear my mother say the word sexy again. I just didn't know what the word meant, but I knew it was something I didn't want to hear my mama say. So... <laughs> Oh, okay. So I say, um, I'm telling my daddy, that ain't right. You messing around on my daddy. He said, boy, let me tell you something. I got, I'm married to your father, but I have eyes. I know what you, you know, nice looking and you know, ugly when you see it flat out. I'm not going anywhere with your, uh, you know, anywhere stepping out on your father, but I see nice looking, and I can acknowledge it. Your daddy's going to see fine, and he's going to acknowledge it, and what am I going to say? I said, well, you just said it out loud. He said, and she said, is he around? I said, no, and she said, so keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Something that she saw and she thought was nice, so my father can see something and be like, "Hey, man, you know she kind of she stacked, yeah, you know, like my father see a picture. I, I listen, Uncle Frank, Uncle Freddie, and my pops all sitting around Pam Green come on, Pam Greer come on screen. You think they ain't gonna be like, man, she's <laughs> it's, right. it's over, it is over, but." And my mama in the room, they gonna keep all that shit to themselves. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. If they want to so, wake up in the morning, <laughs> and have grits in a bowl and not on and not on their back. Yes, yes. <laughs> right. Grits so, and grease. Right. <laughs> so let's be honest. So you're oh, going. So, oh. so if we go. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, uh, I thought you were done. I was going to say, so, you know, this, just on the attraction thing, yeah, you don't see nice looking, but you keep that shit to yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you tuck that okay. in when your, when your uh, mate is around. Now, so that is the only, quote, unquote, unforgivable uh, cheat that you have. You know what I mean? Because everybody got somebody yeah. like, man, if I wasn't with my if I wasn't with my man, ooh, he could get, ooh, if I wasn't with my girl, ooh, man, listen, I would, okay, everybody has that. But you ain't went nowhere. You ain't really, you know, you ain't went nowhere. Now, when yeah. you start getting emotionally involved and, you know, going out on dates and you look cups of coffee and, you know, coffee, you know, coffee goes from just Starbucks to coffee in the uh, Luke Cage sense of, Going out for coffee. 
Oh, hell no. Right, 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 that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, hey, if you go to the Luke Cage, you're going to need to be a Marvel character or something because it's going to be a right. one. Right, <laughs> right. So, you know, I don't drink coffee, right. like, you better start today. So, so, so again, I go back to my original answer I'm going to need an alibi. So, <laughs> <laughs> And so, and again, I, I, I always use his comments to um, break in. This is the Diallo Radio Network. This is TNC Radio, the next chapter. And uh, this is where we will always be diving into open and in-depth conversations about dreams, determination, and dedication, and the journey taken to realize and focusing on transitioning from one level to another and recognizing when and how to move to the next chapter. And so right now, our topic for the day is going to be how to deal with discouraging people. Our hot topic is fidelity and surviving it, and how do you react? So if you have a, an opinion about infidelity in relationships or surviving, and I mean the relationship surviving, we ain't talking about Jesse's form of surviving, the relationship surviving infidelity, call 646 668 Two five seven four, and I understand that people don't like calling, putting their air on their business on the air. And if I gotta be honest, if I wasn't on the radio show, I would put my stuff on the air. But since I am, I am being hypocritical and asking you to put yours out too. So now, this is a question, and I mean, this is where we're at now. But was there ever a case where there was infidelity when you were younger and you put up with it? And why won't you, if you did it then, why won't you do it now? Ooh. Ladies first. <laughs> you are so wrong. Um, well, you know what they say when, when you. Oh boy. Uh, you said the truth. The truth is set you free. Okay, I will say there was a time in my life where I thought I had. The perfect relationship um, This was some years ago um, Right after my my divorce um, I swore off man I thought I'll never date again I'm done I'm just going to stay to myself And just grow old and be an old hermit So I thought um, I ended up uh, at this new particular job And um, I was a sales uh, person for a certain company. I'm not even going to say why, what it is because they might guess what that is. But anyway, um, traveled a lot. Uh, very exciting. And um, my original supervisor ended up taking another job um, because his wife was in the Army and they went overseas. So he wanted to be with her, so we took a job over there with her so they could be with her. They were a young couple. So they went overseas, and so his assistant manager became head manager and was training me. And we hung out a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, and got acquainted, got close, and I ended up with a crush on him. And one day he called me out on it. And, um, yeah, all I could say was it was at the time one of the most beautiful and fulfilling relationships I thought I had. 
Um, we were seeing each other a lot, hanging out. We wasn't supposed to be seeing each other because he was my boss. Um, but one day we went out of town uh, on business, and, of course, things happened. Ooh, I'm I telling you. I'm just being the, I'm just speaking the truth. Things happen, and I thought we were going to be inseparable because we we had so much fun on a job, and I was sort of like his work wife, sort of speak. Um, and we worked so well together. Anyway, to put a long story short, um, I noticed when we got back in town, he would never really spend the night with me. You know what I'm saying? I always made him the same mm-hmm. home. I had to go home and I didn't question it at first and then it dawned on me I'm like wait a minute hold up you know we didn't done everything under the sun we were out with each other but that was the one thing we couldn't do you know he, he would take me home and not uh stay all night and I didn't understand that he told me he had a son I thought oh I get it I'm thinking he's a single dad and uh you know spent time with the son at home at, at night. You know, I didn't think nothing of it. I didn't question him because I saw him all day. I was with him all day. Um, till one day, <laughs> um, he got this strange phone call and he had to run out of the truck to go talk. I knew right then and there, there was another woman, but I didn't know the extent of their relationship. So of course I questioned him about it and he put his head down. He didn't deny it. And I said, well, you got to make a choice, flat out, because um, I'm not into sharing. I don't know what's going on, but you're going to have to make a choice. And then he was like, well, it's not that easy. And I said, what do you mean? You know, because he didn't went as far as to telling me he loved me, he didn't want to spend the rest of his life with me. He just needed some time to get to together financially. I'm trying to get to the end. Okay. The bottom line was is. He married? Man was he married? Yes. Ooh. Crushed my heart. The one thing I swore I would never do. And I ended up with a married man and I tried to pretend that that wasn't real because he was with me all the time. I believed that he was going to go through a divorce. I believed that he was going to actually leave her. Um, It got to the point where he was leaving his vehicle over my house Half of his clothes was at my house, so I really believe that that was going to end. And so I wonder how he explained this to his to his wife, though. Like, what are you well, saying I when half your clothes are disappearing? Like, baby, uh, I grew out of them. Like, what? Before we get there, I want to know. I want to know. Was this before or after the waiting to tell movie? Because. You know, I just want to know, did you go oh, all bastard on this shit? I just, that's what I, I need to know. Yeah, he, um, but here, here, no, no, here's, here's what happened. Oh, my goodness. And, and this, this is, don't, don't let your little sweet voice fool you. Just see, see, I know. you're wrong you, for that. You know, you're wrong. I, hey, you're listen, wrong I know crazy. Oh. Listen. Right. But no, it, it was, I, because at the time, I really, really, I really was in love with this guy, and I did not want to let him go. I didn't want to let let go of what we had, put it that way, um, because it was so perfect. He made me feel 
so on top of the world. He made me feel beautiful. He taught me a lot when it came to selling, you know. Um, so it was it was amazing. But what got me, this is what made me let him go. I actually saw her. She didn't know who I was. This woman was a freaking scientist. Beautiful. Black educated sister. That's what pissed me off. Because you was hoping that she was an uneducated mud duck, huh? Huh? You was hoping That's she was an uneducated mud duck with no redeeming qualities? No, I I thought she was a plain Jane um, that just worked a, a regular nine to five. But no, she was beautiful. She was stunning. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. She could, she could. Oh no, 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 no. Let let me get to see because I, I, I feel you, but um, let let me finish the sentence and then get a get in there, Gypsy. Right. Okay. What made that's what made me angry because I could not believe he would do this to a sister. You see what I'm saying? I could not believe that she is her the way she carried herself was just she was just elegant. But yet smart. She was. She was like a bookworm. She wasn't really a plain Jane, but she was really, really into her career. The only thing that made him kind of like turned off on her is that she was never home. She didn't take care of herself physically, if you know what I mean. Um, she would okay. come home like a dude, you know, like no perfume, no sexy nightgowns, just. You know, she put on socks and T-shirts, and you know she was just sloppy with her stuff. That's why they had to hire a maid. She was she was not a clean person, and that turned him off. But like I told him, you knew that when you married her. She had her career before you had a child, before you knew what was going on. She worked hard okay. for you. She made more money for him than him. She was okay. proud well, of. Let's what break she it did. down. Oh, oh, let's break mm-hmm. it down. Gypsy, get in there what you was about to I I, I hear something okay. hear something coming. Gypsy okay. uh, I mean like so if she was she was a you said if she was a mud duck. Now I understand she was a beautiful sister, you know, kind of a plant Jane and did this, that and the other. Right. But so right. if she was like a a white woman that looked like Quasimodo, would would that have been all right? So like, okay, well, you know, <laughs> I see why you out there. I mean like <laughs> I'm just asking. I mean, is this, does that make it all right? Like, you know, no. you got the little, no. you know, you got the Adam Bunny and that, you got right. the Lamont well, sandwich stash, you know. You know what? <laughs> I think what he was saying is it the infidelity or the 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 person in the relationship with him that would um, validate the infidelity by you know having a um, counterproductive. We should say appearance, tonality, and um and hue. Um, so, is it the infidelity, or is it the person that he cheated on, or is it both? It, hmm. Basically, it it was she she didn't satisfy him. Put it that way, the way he needed to be satisfied. She was a plain Jane. She she was like there. Sexual encounters was pretty much on a calendar. Yeah, she was okay, that. So, so let me break this down. I'm gonna break this down from a male point of view. And brothers, you're gonna be pissed at me because I'm gonna tell the truth. Um, tell it. And, tell it. And, and 
there's going to be brothers out there like, no, don't do it. Every time I do something, like brothers be like, no, don't do it. But if you don't want me to do it, you can call in and do it, 646-668-2574. We, we boil it down until we get to the next hour. We're going to talk about how to um, deal with discouraging people. Right now we're talking about infidelity and surviving mm-hmm. in the relationship. So let's break this down. That stuff about you don't give me what I need, you don't give me what I want, it's all mm-hmm. BS. Mm-hmm. See, it's like this. Let's, let's, look at it like a, <laughs> let's, let's, let's look at it like a job, right? If you mm-hmm. had a job and you're not making enough money, you don't have enough benefits, you ain't going to stay at that job and then go work another eight-hour job. And then when somebody yeah. says, why are you tired at this job? Well, I work this other job because you don't pay me enough. See, you're going to quit the first job, and you're going to go to the second job. See, when you right. stay at the first job, you're still trying to get the benefits of the job without actually uh-huh. working the job. You see what I'm saying? So, that's not the same. Shut it's up. Shut up. People, brother. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up Because some of these brothers are so broke That even if she got half of everything that he had She would still not get all of what a bum has Let's let's not go there These jokers are talking about You're talking about about alimony that a brother could pay With a um, part-time second job We ain't talking about them dudes We ain't talking talking about like, you know you know, the Bill Gates or was it Bezos of the world who when he got divorced he had to give up like twenty eight billion. We ain't talking about him. But no 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 so, no. So that didn't, hold on, hold on, hold on. That hold didn't hurt hold him. Like it would the brother no, the, oh, like like June Bug driver. I okay, I done no. So we get to June Bug in a minute. But what I'm saying is this thing where brothers say you didn't do what you were supposed to, so I did this the first brother who said that was Adam to God. Like, what happened? That woman you gave me, <laughs> and so I did this. And, and what God told Adam was like, yeah, but I didn't give the commandment to her. I gave the commandment to you. And so things didn't fall out of order until you got out of order. It's the same thing. Men have been doing the same thing since Adam. We fall for Whatever we know that we're not supposed to do, we break our integrity and our honesty, and then we deflect it on the woman and say it's your fault. When a man cheats, he knows he's cheating. He knows it's out of pocket. But what happened is he's trying to keep that job with the benefits without having to work it, and so he's going to make you feel bad. And every dude knows it, and every dude knows, hey, when he goes talk to his boys, the first thing they ask is like, yo, man, you know, they don't be like, hey, man, you know, did she get on you for that bull crap when you know you got a right to cheat? We don't say that. We'd be like, yo, did you get away with it? And if you did, what did you say so we can use it? That's what we're talking about. Ain't no man up there justifying stepping out on your woman like, you had a right to do that, dude. We'd be like, did you survive? Are you alive? Did she shoot at you? Is she divorcing you? Is she taking your stuff? We don't justify that. And we know it. That's BS. So when it says because she didn't keep herself up, he could have left. And like you said, he knew that before. But what happened is he wanted something out of the relationship, and he stayed there long enough to get it, and then he got tired of dealing with it, and he stepped out. It's just that damn simple. Now, I will say, cheaper to keeper is true. I heard this song. My mother used to get mad when I used to listen to it. 
But barring cheaper to keep her, all that other junk is some BS. Let's just well, be for real. I, 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 I'm, 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 well, one, let me say this. Dr. Phil, I agree with my esteemed brother that, you know, on, this dude was just a punk ass dude. Just, uh, there's no nice way of saying it. So, you know, he's just a punk ass dude. Um, right. So, let's get that straight. But, right. on the other hand, ladies, there are some things that y'all should know. Let's be honest. Listen, I have a, I have a very, I have a very, very beautiful woman. Yes, I do. I, I don't. I probably don't tell her enough. But if you're listening, baby, you're fine. Now, <laughs> he gonna be doing now. something tonight. I'm just saying. Okay. Yes, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> now, now, although she is very beautiful, listen. I know you ain't. She ain't always gonna be able to, you know, come. Come to bed with the hair flowing and you know looking like you know looking like the 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 movie star goddess. Sometimes she's gonna come with that with that little nasty nasty little rag that y'all tie up on y'all head. The little the little the little bandana <laughs> looking like y'all in the game. You know, sort of nigga like you know <laughs> like. Y'all. I understand sometimes y'all gonna come with the little fleece pajamas and not the little sexy draw. You know what I mean? It's you know, but when that becomes the norm, you ain't really because we didn't go. We didn't see you across the bar decide to go out with you and be like, ooh, you know. No, forget that chick that, that look like Beyonce. Mm-mm. I need that bitch that look like look like she going to paint a house. Yeah. Hey, girl, what's up with you? You know what I mean? I need that woman that look like she look like look like she just stepped out of slavery. Like, no, we're not doing. We don't want that one. <laughs> Did he go you know to slavery mean? again? The opinions of Gypsy. I'm not necessarily. <laughs> when I say any woman looked like she was enslaved, Damn, like, it's like she just worked really, really hard in a field that had cotton in it. But not that you did it during slavery or for free. Right. Okay, Tiffany. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> we, don't, we, we don't, you know, like, get, get out of here. The first thing you see, you, you know, like, ooh. I'm just attracted to her personality when she bent over. Nigga, no. You ain't. Please. So we uh, are listen. visual creatures. We are visual yes. creatures. We, we, like to, we like looking at our woman, looking nice, smelling like a rose and this, that, and the other. When you stop doing all of that, hey, something else, gonna, something, something else is going to catch our eye. Just like y'all want us to keep it right and tight and look distinguished and everything, 
we ask the same of y'all, although you may have the kids, the you know, the the responsibility of the house, you're going to work a full time job, and this, that and the other. But hey, you know, sometimes y'all got it's it's this is a us thing. And if I got to keep it right and tight and keep looking looking good, hey, you know what? Baby, come on. Like that whole Layla Rashawn thing. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, Eddie Murphy's ex-wife, whatever that trampy's name is, she kind of messy. Because, you know, from what I done read in the tabloids, she kind of messy. But, you know, that Layla Rashawn, Anthony Fuquan, he told her. He, you know, the, the chick that plays Sunshine. And mm-hmm. uh, Harlem Knights. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, did you say you read the tabloids? We're going to have to talk. Um, Sometimes. But listen, we're we, we into the second hour, so we got to play some music, then we got to get into it. We'll continue this at another time. We're going to listen to a little bit of Prince and then a little bit of Time, you know, uh, Sign of the Times, and one day I'm going to be a star, and then um, we're going to get back into this conversation. This is the D Hour Radio Network. This is TNC Radio, the next chapter. And if you want to call in the second half of the show, we're talking about how to deal with discouraging people. Our hot topic today was fidelity and how to deal with it and do you work through your relationship with it. If you want to give us a call, you can hit us up at 646-668-2574. We are the ignorant intellectuals, or we should say the intellectually ignorant although sometimes I don't know which one comes first. But also, we want to hear what you got to say because we don't give you any guaranteed answers. We give you our opinions and our deep thoughts, and we let you decide. So we're going to listen to a little bit of Prince, a little bit of time, take you back in time, and then we'll be back in about eight minutes to get this on. All righty. Keep it tight. Everybody's still to fly. Some 
can make a speech, star will fly, neighbors should shine at home. But if a night falls and a bomb falls, will anybody see the dawn time?
right then. And I, got, I, I had the songs wrong. That was Sign of the Times by Prince and I'm going to be somebody by the time. One day I'm going to be stuff. somebody. One day I'm going to be somebody. Listen, I'm black. I abbreviate. If your name, if your name is <laughs> Disco John, I call you D. Johnny. You know, I just, I just break it down. You become the mustard. Now, we had a nice, we had a nice conversation. We talked about surviving fidelity, infidelity. I mean, surviving fidelity. That'd be a good story. Like, mm. how you live when your partner don't cheat on you? I don't know. Mm. No, I'm joking. Okay, so we, we talked about surviving infidelity. Alrighty. So now we're into the topic of the day, and. I'll let you know we joke, but we're really serious because this stuff is really serious. And this, this show is all about getting to the next chapter of your life. And so we deal with subject matter that hits home that really, that we really deal with because we don't want to deal with this flowery stuff where people talk about stuff in, in a, in a test tube. And I'll give you an example real quick. And then we're going to get into it. Me and gypsy, we used to work at group homes and one thing that everybody in the group home used to say is that 99% of the training they give you, you can't use. Because they talk about these pristine situations where everything flows perfectly and what you're supposed to do inside the law. And if you do anything outside of that, you're outside the law and you're in trouble. And we're like, well, none of that ever happens. This junk happens. And so you end up getting mess you don't need and then having to go figure out what you need to do. You know, am I, am I close, Gypsy? You dead on it. And so, and so one day I was at a training, and they were talking about what happens and how you deal with kids, and then I asked them, I, I gave them this long scenario. I said, what do you do if that happens? And the trainer said, well, that will never happen, you know, so we're not going to even bring that up. I'm like, that was my first day at work. And the first thing he said was, where do you work at? And I was just like, it don't matter. But what I'm saying is you're not giving me anything we need. So on this show, we give you what you need in the form of opinions about subjects that you are going through. We will tie ourselves into answers. And we will say, I don't know when we don't know, but we always get it in. So now we're going to let, um, I always put Gypsy on the, on the spot first, but we're going to put Dr. Phil on the spot this first today. And we, I want to know, and the thing about it is we don't, discuss this stuff because we want you to think about it, but we don't want you to have it in a discussion format because sometimes people get insight by hearing folks work things out. That's why me and Gypsy don't discuss this stuff before now, Dr. Phil, because we want to discuss it in front of you so you can hear us working out. So maybe it'll help you. And if you want to call in and get, get in as part of the conversation, 646-668-2574, TNC Radio, Next chapter on the D-Hour Network. Dr. Phil, in five seconds or less, how do you deal with discouraging people? No, I'm joking. Okay. No, for real. <laughs> how, do you, <laughs> how, how do you deal with discouraging people? And, I mean, we don't want theory. We want real life unless your theory and real life are the same. And if they are different, let us know what your theory is and your real life is. But, you know, which, and we're talking about getting to the next chapter of your life, moving on building. How do you deal with discouraging people? Um, to be honest, flat out, I don't. And, and I, I tell you why. Because anytime they're discouraging, they're going to bring my spirits down. 
So what I do, you know, I'll be nice to them. I might say hi, but you will see me slowly removing myself out of their circle. Simply so that's what you do. That's what I do. I just move. I just remove myself slowly but surely. Um, no, I, I, I just don't. I can't. I can't afford to have somebody just constantly pour down mess. You know, um, it's just a time and place for everything, and that's not that's not for me. I don't have room for. Now, what if you can't time. get away from? It? What if you can't get away from? What if it's you are at a job and you have mm-hmm. aspirations of one day running the company, but Mm-hmm. The person to, in their next office or the next cubicle or somebody who seeks you out to always talk to you about it mm-hmm. is a very discouraging person. It talks about, you know, it could be another female. It talks about how a female will never succeed in this company and you're crazy for trying and you need to leave. Like, what do you do? Because I get that if you can withdraw, but sometimes you can't withdraw because a negative person is in your house or in your family or in your mm-hmm. job. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So what do you do yep. then? I try to speak against it. I'll try to pour as much negative as I can, or it'll go in one ear, not the other, where I'm listening, but I'm not really listening, um, or I'll change the subject real quick, fast, and in a hurry. I mm-hmm. really will, in a heartbeat. I'll change the subject in a minute. You know, they might sit up there, girl, you know, so and so and so. Girl, you know what? I like that dress you have on. Where did you get it? Start a whole new conversation. I even try by lifting them up, even though they're, you know, full of negativity. I'll say something about their hair, their clothes. I'll just totally change the subject because I, I refuse to let that get in me, get in my mind, get in my head. I, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so your thing is, like you said, you just, you don't deal with it. You know, you you try to create an atmosphere where it is neither acceptable nor 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 wanted nor nor does it ever fit into conversation. You just block that out like mm we're not even letting that in here. Nope, I don't. Okay. I, I really don't. Because I I'm I'm a watcher. I'm an observer. I watch people for a long time, and I can almost tell where the conversation is going to go. So I've learned over the years to quickly tune out or just stall negativity by saying something positive. I speak against it, so to speak. And it it wasn't an easy task, um, but I notice I feel a lot better when I don't let that enter my spirit or enter my mind. Um, okay. Because I know I, w- I want to think about something positive in order, in order for me to function. I have to keep positivity around me. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and I'm, I'm going to ask a question after Gypsy goes his because this will be a question to both of you, but I want to preempt Gypsy on his answer. I want him to be. So, Gypsy. Yo. Same question about dealing with discouraging people, and, there's, and we got the two different situations. One are people who you can avoid and just not be around, and then there's some that you can't not avoid because, you know, you're going to see them when you go to your cousin's house or, you know, at family get-togethers, you know, all that kind of stuff. So how do you deal with discouraging people? And you can mention both situations, those you can avoid and those you can't. Break it down. Oh, both of them, both of them are the same for me. I'm, 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 I, I am an ash hole. Okay. 
I'm, <laughs> I look at the world like 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 Adam <laughs> becoming He Man. You know what I mean? Remember that cartoon back in the day? He grabbed his little sword and say, "I have the power. This is my world. I have the power to deal with you or not deal with you. I can look you in the face and just not hear a damn thing you got to say." You know what I mean? <laughs> I have, and, and both of y'all know me. Y'all seen me do this in action. It'll be somebody talking to me, and I'm just in my happy. I'm not. I I have nothing to do with you. You don't exist. Oh my goodness. I no. I'm. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. Y'all didn't see me do this. Oh no. That's the yep. funny part about it. Yep. That's <laughs> hilarious. Right. Yeah. And, and and for some people, this would be hyperbole, but this is the nice version. That's what I'm giggling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right, like, like a town. You've seen me at family gatherings. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Fuck out of here. Well, you know I don't talk to you. Like, you, know, <laughs> <laughs> you hear so and so talking to you? Who? Her? Oh no. And that's not like as an adult. I was doing that shit as a child. I have a doctorate in this. <laughs> so yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I gotta I'm, say something. I gotta say something really quick. It just got me. Okay. When we was at work one day, it just he said, "Here's something jamming with music." It's somebody who's always loud. He know who I'm talking about. <laughs> said something. It's almost like, you know, you hear that record scratch in the background. Yeah. <laughs> he just paused and looked at her. <laughs> and the look on his face said a thousand words. And then he just quickly whipped around and turned to say, yeah, um, I don't think I want to play Miles Davis today because he... <laughs> Yeah, Jiffy, Jiffy would give you that look like, why were you born? And not like, right. why were you born? The biological aspect. Like, why were you born? Right. In the grand scheme of things. Crying. I was crying. I was crying, laughing so hard. Because the look he gave her, I swear, she could have dropped dead right then and there. Because it was like, oh, oh, he just wanted to kill her. But anyway. Oh. Oh, oh, I laughed about that for about two days, oh. but I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Oh, so, yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Goodness. I just had to throw that in. Oh no, no, no I mean, that's, that's 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 just how I get down. Like I don't have to talk to you. Like you know, I decide who's in my world. I have to deal with you. Just, I'm gonna just get. Yeah, ooh, I can't believe they're so negative. You know what I can't believe? You spent your time talking to they dumbasses. I'm out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was so funny. You know. So, so, so let me put that in 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 some in some more professional terms. What Jiffy does, he practices selective hearing, and he reinforces his agency. In other words, selective hearing is you choose what you do and don't listen to. And your sense of agency 
is your sense of choice and independence. And he chooses to not acknowledge or fit into social norms or predisposed positions that they say that we're supposed to be in for political correctness to try to please everybody. He makes, he fully expresses himself and he lets it be known how he feels. So is that, is that, is, is that close Gypsy? That, thank you for taking it to college. <laughs> okay. So this is the question though, because something that you said brought up or something I wanted to address. Do you ever at one point tell the person that they're being negative and then rip into them for it? Or do you just kind of like passively just give them that look and don't speak to them? Or, and is there any responsibility on your part to let the negative person being, know they're being negative to give them the chance to switch over to something positive? Either one of you can answer. And is it a responsibility to let negative people beware of their negativeness? Not, and not to say that they're not in the beginning, because I know that's probably going to be part of your, your answer. But, you know, what say you? Is it your responsibility to make them confront the negativeness, point it out, or try to be a conduit for them to go to something positive? And I, and I don't mean just like you did, Dr. Phil, where you speak positive to them, but let them know that they're being negative and then speak to them specifically and consciously about turning into positive, not just trying to deflect it or reflect the positivity you want around you. So what say you? Is there any responsibility in helping um, negative people get out their uh, negativenessnessnessness? Come on, well, somebody. Well, here we go. We get well. the well. <laughs> Well, I think we, well, I think we know the answer to that question. Um, no, I mean, after a certain point, I will tell you, like, okay, you're not getting hints. You, oh, Lord, you're too stupid to breathe. Listen. Okay, no, but forget getting a hint. Do you just ever skip no, no, the hint no, and just be like, is, I should tell that this person? Is, this, is, this is the thought pattern that goes through my mind. This is, this is how I, okay, I didn't did this a couple times. Sweet Jesus. And in my mind, I'm sitting there thinking, oh, my God, they're they too stupid to process air. Okay, they need, to, they need directions on this. <laughs> and then oh I tell them in my approximation of nice, you know what I mean? And I tell them, hey, man, like sometimes you can be a little just everything is negative. And then you wonder why you continue to have negative experiences. Maybe if you, you know, stop being so glum, chum, you know, some good things are happen to you. Now, if you want to just be, you know, everything sucks, it's it's bad poo, you know, if you want to be Eeyore off of uh, Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, after that, have at it. <laughs> That's your life. <laughs> But don't bring any of that towards me. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fool with it. I understand bad things happen, but if that's all you want to live in and wallow in, the only thing that loves wallowing in shit is pigs. So you can wallow in that if you want to. I'm good. 
but do you have a but do you have a responsibility to tell them? But do you have a responsibility um, to tell them, or can you, or is the nonverbal enough? Well, I I do believe in the each one teach one, and if you can, if you have the ability to save a drowning man or a woman, you know, yeah, you you can reach out to help them, but some people don't want to be saved. Okay. You know what I mean? I deal with so that. So you have to mm-hmm. know. Like, you know, have, you, you've seen The Incredibles, right? Mm-hmm. It was a dude that was trying to kill himself in the beginning of the movie. This was in, uh, this is what kicked off all of it. They was, it was a guy trying to kill himself, and I think Mr. Incredible like, but no, I'm going to stop you from killing yourself. I'm going to save you. And he's like, I want to commit suicide. Leave me alone. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> well, it's like it's like when they teach you teach you like lifeguard training. They tell you if somebody fights you when you're trying to save them, leave them because both of you will end up drowning. So, so I get right. that. Right. So, what about you, Doctor Phil? Uh, is it your responsibility to let them know they're being negative and try to put them on a positive track? Um, and do you ever do that? Be like, listen, you know. You're bringing down my high. Let's let's work something out. Yeah, pretty much on that note, I I, I would in a heartbeat, um, especially if, like, say for an example, um, I was at a party one time, um, not a party party, but you know, just having a gathering, and there was this uh, young lady there that was just had this woe is me spirit. She was off to herself. She wasn't saying nothing to anybody, and she came with me, and I'm like, look. You're going to have to get it together, sister, because you're bringing everybody's high down. And what I meant by that, I, I, I was hoping I didn't hurt her feelings, but it was annoying. You know what I mean? She wasn't being herself. She wasn't, you know, um, thinking about having a good time. Uh, she had just broken up with her boyfriend, and she wanted to get out with the girls and have a good time. But then she's over there in the corner texting him, looking like sad sad. So I'm like, oh, no, this has got to stop. So I took her cell phone. I put it in my purse. I I turned it off. And I said, if you don't hang with me, you're going to have to get this. You're going to have to get rid of that spirit. You're going to have to just stop. I said, because that's bringing everybody down. She said, well, I didn't know I was doing that. Yes, you are. And I said, it takes a lot to get me annoyed, but I was annoyed. And, it, you know, it. I just had to flat out tell her. Now, there was a, another point where... Some things you just don't say. <laughs> you got to watch what you say. <laughs> and one day I opened my mouth a little too too quick, and uh, they got me towed. And it just so happened to be um, a female boss. And I was a little too comfortable with her, put it that way. And, yeah, she didn't like that too well. But I know there's a place and time for everything. <laughs> But I just told her, you know, hey, you know, you need to lighten up. You know, I know you're the boss lady and what you say goes, but you really need to chill out with all that. And she looked at me and says, you just remember you got to get paid next week. So I was like, all righty then. So I didn't say nothing else. But (laughs) She's like, check and mate. (laughs) Right. Hey, I didn't say nothing. So I had to remember to kind of watch my mouth, too, because it's a place and time to say everything, true enough. But, 
you you gotta just really, really know that you know when and where to step your boundaries, put it that way. If you're comfortable enough and if you know that that person is comfortable enough for you to talk to them, then yes, by all means, but there's some people you just, mm, it's a no-no, you know, unless you really, really have a close relationship. You can't just speak your mind just because you think that they should do this because, yeah, it can, yeah. It can later on bite you in the butt. So that's yeah. me. I kind of play it safe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so um, I am I'm a mixture. I, I usually like to decipher the situation and figure out what kind of person I'm dealing with and how best to deal with it in the situation. My, but, like, but like you and Gypsy, um, I will avoid someone who's negative. I will avoid someone who's discouraging. And if I can't avoid them totally, like you, I will limit my interactions with them. But I will be so I will be so much I will be to the point where sometimes I will just tell you like these are the things that we can talk about. But I'll give you an example. Um when my kids were in daycare, um the the lady who ran it, sometimes her mother would be there. And she's a nice elderly woman who I thought was nice and elderly. And she would ask you a question like, How are you doing? And I I come to figure out it was a setup. She would ask you how you doing so she could inject her elderly wisdom on you and basically tell you why your life wasn't right and why you needed to get it together based on her perspective. And so it got to a point where I realized that I could not talk to this woman without reviling her. Like, you know, I I never say shut up to to an old black woman, but she was about to be the first. So what I did was, I limited my conversation to subject matters where she couldn't give input, or I responded in a way where there was no need for input. Well, how's everything, baby? Everything is going great, blessed, couldn't be better. You know what I'm saying? Because I knew that if I said anything other than that, she wouldn't do anything. And I didn't feel bad about not representing the truth because it was either that or cuss you out because, like Gypsy said, she ain't getting it, and she can't process air. And she never got when she was crossing the line. And so since I had to interact with her to get my children sometimes, I'm like, I will just do this because I don't need to be looking for another daycare. Now, there are some people who I will tell. And just so you know, sometimes I call them like, listen, this has been going on for a minute. Like, let's work this out. Let's, let's move towards something positive. You know, but that's somebody I love and care about. And then there's other people I will tell them, like, listen, for the sake of our relationship and us being cool and not being angry at each other, we are mm-hmm. not going to be able to talk. Or if we do, we're only going to be able to talk about these subjects. And then other people, yeah. I'll tell them, like, listen, I just find your spirit negative and I can't be around you. And, you know, and I wish not to talk to you. And they'll be like, that's cold. I'm like, listen, unless you can change your aura, your perspective, we kind of done because I don't want people thinking that there's a chance you coming back. I want them to know that if you come back, these are the conditions. So what I do is a clinical term. We set, I set boundaries and I let people clearly know what you can and can't do around me. Like I've been dating, you know, I had I heard one sister was, you know, I was talking about my standards and one, and one sister looked at me like, and women let you get away with that and talk to them like that and tell them what they're going to do. I said, listen, one, I ain't talking to them like that. And two, I'm not telling them what they can do. They can do whatever they want. 
but I can tell them what they can do and still be around me. So, no, I'm not telling you you can't do A, B, C, and D, but I'm telling that if you do A, B, C, and D, our relationship is over, and it's not negotiable because this is a standard I have set for myself, and it's not, it's not discussable. Like, some things right. ain't up for discussion, and discouraging right. people to me are people who don't get that. And so, yeah, so I take a little bit from each one of you, but I do think it's my responsibility to let people know, like, listen, this is the reason I'm not hanging around you. And it's not about me. It's just if you have this on a regular basis, you need to understand other people are feeling this too. So if you wonder walking around wondering why ain't nobody being around you, let me give you some insights. <laughs> just break it down to them like, this is your problem. And, and, and that's me. But I, I just feel, you know, of course, I'm not, I don't give free, um, free sermons or therapy, therapy sections or lectures. It's just a short and to the point. But, you know, I do let people know. Cause, and also do that because it sets my boundary. I don't want you coming back thinking we cool or thinking there's something that's going to happen. I want you to clearly know that you're being dismissed and you ain't welcome to come back. Like I told people, like, yo, have a nice life. And they're like, quit joking. I'm like, no, for real, if I can help it, this will be the last time I ever speak to you in my life. And, wow. and be out. Yeah. I've said that to many people. You know, and so I, I that's just my thing. He said that. He, I, I can attest to that. I've, I've witnessed him say that to somebody. Wow. <laughs> and it was no, no. It, it and and when he said it, it was masterfully said, and he does it with a slight. It, I mean, it was masterful. Like he says it with a slight hint of hesitation, like it's hurting him. And he could really give a shit less. Like it's it's masterfully done. Like all right, time out, time out, time out. Here we go. Now, let's not let's not put family business out, brother. Hey, it's it's. I'm just saying, it's beautiful when it's done. Like if you're gonna do that, like no, I mean if you're gonna put this in your repertoire, people, there's a way to do it. Okay, there's a way. I need to take you know, a class, man. I need everybody, class. everybody can't just go to have a nice life. No, if there's a mm, there's a delivery to where it has to hit. There's a there's a way to do that. You know. <laughs> that is so cool. So, That's all I'm saying. So. <laughs> So if you have any input on dealing with discouraging people, please call in at 646-668-2574, especially when it comes to getting over humps and getting into your dreams. It is important. Like I said, we want to hear from you because we have our opinions, and I do think a lot of our opinions are valid. In other words, there's different strokes for different folks. There's different ways you're going to deal with it, and I think everything that we presented is valid and has its value, but you got to learn how to apply it, you know, and um, I might get in trouble because I know people, you know, they're on this, you know, vilify somebody for the rest of their life type thing, and then you can never say anything good about them. But I use the, um, the, um, the episode from the Bill Cosby show, and I don't care what nobody say about Bill Cosby, 
I will never say a bad word or or ever abandon the Cosby Show. That junk was too too important to black people and everything. But it was a, it was a show where Vanessa brought home Dabney, and Dabney was the head of maintenance or whatever at at the college. And you know, um, Dabney, you know, he was, he was trying to get all offended, and he told Doctor. Dr. Um, Huxable and Mrs. Huxable, like you just upset because you know I, I'm, I, you know I'm head of maintenance and you're a doctor and and she's a lawyer and y'all just looking down on me and then you know Cliff said, listen, take your favorite meal. What's your favorite meal? And he's like steak. He said steak. I'm like what do you like on it? And he's not talking about everything he wanted on it. He said, what do you want to go with? Like baked potatoes. And it's a big baked potato. Got everything on. What do you like on it? Then he's like, what's you on the side? He's like, the vegetable on the side. He said, all right, now you got all of that. It's smelling good. It's going up your nose. And then I said, I go outside in the alley and I get a garbage can lid and I put it on top of a garbage can lid and I bring it to you. And then Dabney's face, he said, not, not too pleasing anymore, is it? And then, and then Dabney was like, no. And then he said, See, that's the reason we don't like your son. It's not because of your job. It's because she brought you in on a garbage can bed. He said, we wouldn't have liked you no matter what you did. <laughs> and so, and so, <laughs> and I, you know what I'm saying? And that's, and that's what I, I believe that sometimes, you know, we forget the fact that how we present it is just as important is what we present because we think, well, no, this is the truth. This is that. It doesn't matter how we do it. Well, again, take your favorite meal, go to you know Skid Row, get get a nice dirty trash can lid, and put that food on it and give it to somebody and say they shouldn't care because it was prepared in the finest restaurant by the finest chef, and this is the finest food on the planet. And see if somebody say, okay, I'll eat it anyway, even though it's on the nastiest garbage can lid in the city. We ain't gonna do that. And we think that there's a difference. But a lot of times we bring our truths in on garbage can lids. And so that's what I'm saying. That's why Gypsy says, like, he, he says it skillfully. And I just believe because it's about, this is just as so much about the presentation as what's being presented. And that's all. Because there's some people I can't stand. And I would like to tell them to go find the hottest part of hell in a pair of gasoline drawers with, with flamethrowers. But you can't say that because that that don't work too well. So works well for me. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the next chapter radio six four six 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 eight two five seven four or the D Hour Radio Network. We're gonna get into um um part one and two of Ozzy Brothers Fight the Power, and then we're gonna come back up here and chop it up some more, get some final thoughts. If you have anything to say about today's topic of dealing with discouraging people or how to survive infidelity in your relationship, we want to hear from you. But until then, let's get into Fight the Power, Parts 1 and 2 by Isaac, and then we will be back.
Fight it. Fight the power. <laughs> fight it. Just fight it. This is the DR Radio Network. This is the TNC Radio, the next chapter. And in the house, we have A-Town. We have the artist formerly known as Gypsy Soulchild. His name is now Gypsy Star. And we have Dr. Phil. How y'all doing? What do y'all think about the show? Any parting words about dealing with discouraging people? Anything? Doc. Ah, <clears throat> well, I I think that everybody had a good uh, view on that. Um, but I guess my take ever to summarize everything is that just remember you don't ever have to deal with anything you don't want to. Your life is your life. And what makes you happy is very important, and what will keep you happy is very important. So just learn to live your life. <clears throat> remember the only person you have to answer to is God. And treat others, you know, the way you want to be treated. Um, but don't be afraid to speak your mind. And that's what I take out of it. Okay. Gypsy? Well, uh, I have to agree with the good doctor. You know, remember, it is your life and your unit. You are the universe. You know, there's an I in universe. So you control what happens in you and around you and what you allow in and out of your circle or your cipher. So just make better choices and better decisions on who you surround yourself with, who you allow yourself to listen to, who uh, who and what you allow yourself to listen to, because that's ultimately going to influence what you decide to do. You know, Mm -hmm. so so with that being said, you know, just – there's a lot of negative aspects out there, and like the song we just heard said, fight the po- fight those powers, fight that. You know, don't get caught with all that bullshit going down. Hey, and that's in the song. <laughs> so, yes, it is. You know, that's that's just my take on it. Yeah, and and my take is is basically the same. My thing is set a boundary and set a standard for your life, and don't let anything in. That's going to have you compromising that standard Just straight up Let's just keep it Straight up Negativity and discouragement I don't care How strong you are It will have an impact And even if it's a small impact I'm like I want all of mine If I'm due a million dollars I don't want 900,000 I don't want 950,000 I want 1 million And if somebody is going to impact it to the point Where instead of my 1 million I'm going to get 975000 I'm going to get rid of that fool so I can get my $1 million. I'm just saying be decisive, set your boundaries, and as much as possible, keep discouragement out of your life because it's, it's no good. And people are like, what kill you doesn't make you strong, and that's not true. Biologically, what doesn't kill you makes you weaker and something else knocks you off. People don't die from HIV. They don't die from their immune system just getting weak. They Their immune system gets weak, and then something comes in and kills them. They don't die from a weak immune system. You can have a weak immune system, and if you never get sick, you ain't going to die. But it's disease that comes when the immune system gets weaker that kills you. So don't be that junk. What doesn't kill you makes you strong. What doesn't kill you only makes you strong if you actually overcome it. 
And it's not making you strong. It's the overcoming it that makes you strong. So the value is not in the sickness. It's in the overcoming the sickness. So get rid of that mess. Live your life. So projects, things you got, how people can get in touch with you, what you're doing. Um, we got, like, enough time to get all that in and then get to keep your eye on the spell. Uh, Gypsy Star, what you got going on? Um, let people know what's going on with you, things you're involved with, you need them to know about where you're DJing, any of that kind of stuff. What's happening? Well, I'm working on uh, getting the website up. I'm putting together a couple of uh, – once the website is up, I'm putting together a couple of uh, compilation mixed CDs. I know that, you know, most people are doing the digital thing, but I'm old school. I like, you know, looking at the CDs and the cover art and this, that, and other. So we're we're putting that together. We're going to start – we're going to pretty much have that ready – around the first of the year, uh, uh, first month, January, February of the year. Uh, one of the first CDs that I'm going to put put out is going to be a, a mixed CD, a slow jam mixed CD. So be on the lookout for that. Maybe making music. Hey, well, you know, <laughs> we need more Libras in the world. Um <laughs> <laughs> you got going and, and don't forget the, the products you mentioned that's one of the things I oh. thought was real dope so. well thank you thank you um, well first and foremost um, <clears throat> I want to thank everybody for listening in um, thank you guys for having me on the show today um, I really had a lot of fun uh, one of the projects that I'm involved in at uh, here in Cleveland Ohio at New Community Bible Church uh, we are doing huge giveaways for uh, the homeless, both men and women shelters um, and some women prisons. Um, if you have anything that you want to donate, such as personal items, toiletries, just stop by the church um, Saturday or Sunday and drop off whatever you want to uh, or what, whatever you feel the need to give. They're in the box. Um, they're always in need of, you know, personal items, tissue, soap, whatever there is. That, that's on your heart. Uh, feel free, free to help us um, go all out with, a, with a, a, a big giving celebration for them because they need these products. It's getting cold. Um, a lot of them need blankets. They need coats. They need hats. They need gloves. Anything that, that can help them protect them from the cold. And it's just our way of saying that we are trying to lift up our community and do as much as we can for them. So if you're doing anything, you're in this um, Cleveland area, <clears throat> please stop by the church um, and just drop it off, a new community uh, fellowship church. Um, you can look on our website um, and uh, get more information on our website. 
Also, if you are getting ready to travel for the holidays and want to save a little cash, we realize that prices do go up during holidays, peak season, in the summer when you're traveling. Please come to my website and check it out. Uh, my website is P Latham. That's P L A T H A M fifty at dot iboomerang dot com. Go online, check out what we have to offer. Um, <clears throat> this website can definitely save you up to eighty percent on your travel, um, flights, hotels, car rentals. Um, we even have some uh, insights on some goodies that you can save on, such as different coffees, cafes to dine at, various places. So if you're into traveling and the holidays are coming up and you're looking for nice savings on hotels, flights, check out my website and we'll definitely uh, get you some some savings on that. Also, if you are like myself and my brothers here on the station that are looking to build yourself, fix your career, um, definitely go to my website, platham50 at nove.com. Check out the website on there. What we do is we not only help prepare or repair credit, but we also help with uh, getting you um, startup money for your own business. Um, so if you're interested in doing that, definitely check out my website or give me a shout-out on my uh, private email, which is 68phil, P-H-Y-L, at gmail.com. All righty then. And so you can look me up at relationshipcookbook.com. The website is going to change in about two or three days. Um doing a revamp on the website. It's going to have my relationship top tens. And it's also going to have Ask Anthony, so you'll be able to hit me up and ask me questions, and I'll get back to you through email or post it, and there will be chat and stuff on there. You can also look up um, therealtruegame.com. That's another book that I'm coming out. And it's just a book that really puts people up on game. A lot of stuff that's been put out, they're not pulling people up on game, but it puts you up on game to the point where it answers some real questions. You know, it's not some fluffy stuff. It's real practical application. Um you can get me on um you can get me on um Instagram at ACL Rucker or the next chapter T dot N dot C on 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 Instagram. And so yeah, and that's where we're at. So we like to thank everybody for listening to the show. This is the next chapter. We're about to get out of here with some keep your eye on the sparrow. And we're going to see y'all next week. Y'all be easy. Don't go to bed with no price on your head. No, no. No, no. Don't do the crime if you can't do the time.
Thank you. 